What's up, everybody? This is Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep Show. Welcome to the podcast. Today's guest is Kim from the Run Wave podcast. I started following her, uh, well, the Run Wave, uh, a little while back and was like, wow, this is a really dope show, and it does a great job at highlighting and uh, the run clubs, black run clubs that are popping up all over the country and just black folks in general that are doing really great things in the running community uh, and for their community. So I wanted to make sure that during this series, the Running Well Black series, I got someone like her on the show. I also started following her a while back on her personal side and personal page and just realized how dope of a person she is. And I'm like, yo, got to get her on the show. So glad that she was able to join us. Really enjoyed this conversation. Had fun, had some laughs, talked about some you know serious things as well. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Please hit subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to make sure you also go over to the runway podcast and follow her there as well but mash the subscribe button like it share it all that good stuff follow us on uh, instagram at, at chip time running love you guys hopefully enjoy the episode peace what's up what's up it's tommy runs and this is the run eat sleep show thank you so much for tuning in uh today's guest well let's just start this that whole thing over we're still doing the running while black um today is a special day it's an unfortunate day a year ago Maud arbery was killed while running um so a lot of you are obviously seeing the uh two the 2.23 mile tribute uh run with mod and Today is the Running Wild Black episode part two. Um, this whole week is dedicated to reaching out to black folks in the industry, you know, African Americans in the industry that are doing big things in their communities and uh, on Instagram and all this good stuff in the running community. So today we have Kim from the Run Wave on the show. Can't wait to get into it. I've been watching and following her for quite some uh, quite some time now. Uh, really impressed with. Uh, her show and how the, how it works and the podcast that she has and the following that she's curate, curated. So I really want to, I kind of want to pick her brain actually and get some tips on how I can do a better job doing what I'm doing. Um, but then also see, find out the reasons why and all that good stuff because she's really got some cool things going on and find out more about her personally. I've listened to her podcast, so I kind of know some things and love to find out a little bit more. So uh, I will invite Kim from the Runwave on on the show right now and if you have any questions throw them in the questions little box thingy uh hey kim how are you hey how you doing man i gotta do a better yeah i gotta do a better job of my background i think because like every time i see yours i'm like dang she got medals medals (laughs) no yours looks good you got the merch in the back i mean I feel like I gotta get like I mean honestly like I feel like I need to get closer to the background or something because everybody like when you do it everybody else has like their backgrounds pretty close and I just feel like I got nothing behind me I'm not supported you know but that's what a background is. Yeah, no, it just you're right? just it's you're just in the background. <laughs> yours just looks better than mine. I just need but to this get. This is like a different. This is like my usual podcast setup, but mm-hmm. I'm closer because I'm have the iPad right now. Okay. So usually my camera is like a bit further back, so this is a little closer view. Well, let's just forget forget all the questions I had up front. How many medals you got right there? Um. But that's only a quarter. I had to I had to take a bunch of off because it fell over the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this this um holds or holds fifty and I got this custom at um Gasparilla years ago when mm-hmm. the vendors were there, so I got this one. You can't read the top, but this one it says Kim tried it. So these are my triathlon medals. And oh. I see what you did yeah. there. I see what you it's did just there. It's a little light, but it tried side, but Hey man. Got some going. Have you seen have you seen my triathlon medals? No, I haven't. Well, cause I don't have any. You know, so that's the point. So you you got more than I have. So that's that's. So I'm proud of you for that. You know. Um, well, let's like. Um, so you you run a lot of races, right? So, but if we could, you know, let's if we could just do like part one of the run wave. You know, the first episode. Can we talk a little bit more about you know how Kim got started running, um, and then how it kind of evolved to maybe time warp to maybe 2020 so i started running recreationally in 2012 Mm -hmm. um i was on the track team in high school but i was only on for a year yeah 
um, because I, I, I like swimming, so I quit track to become a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's like, forget that. So, yeah, I ran three, the three, you know, cross country, indoor, outdoor in the 10th grade, and then I moved on from that. But I remember it was in 2012, I went to a family reunion, and one of my cousins was there, and I was asking her, you know, what can I do? Because I was tired, you know, I was tired of going to the gym. And, you know, it was getting pretty redundant just doing the same thing over and over. And she told me about Black Girls Run. Mm -hmm. And I had never heard of, heard of the organization before. So when I got home from South Carolina, that's where the family reunion was, yeah. I looked them up. And, well, first I looked up Running Groups, period, because I, you know, I never heard of Black Girls Run. But I wanted to see if there were other running groups as mm -hmm. well. And there were competitive groups in the area that I found on RRCA, mm -hmm. but when I went to their websites and looked at the pictures, nobody looked like me. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I went and checked out Black Girls Run, and they actually had a chapter in my town, which was that was like fate. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, because I'm in New York, but I'm in the outskirts. I'm in Long Island now, so. Um, my hearing just came out. I was born in the Bronx, but I live in Long Island now, and there just happened to be a chapter in the town that I live in, in Long Island. Yeah. So that same week, I went out to the track and met up with the local Black Girls Run chapter. That was in August of 2012. Mm -hmm. Actually, I may have been in June. No, that was August. Mm -hmm. And by September, I ran my first 5K. And like three miles was like unheard of. I could, yeah. I could barely get around the track once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That first day, it was like a walk run. And I ended up doing a 5K. It was at Tanger Outlets. I don't know. Do y'all have those? In yeah. Well, no, nah, I don't think we have them. We don't have them here, but I'm very familiar with them. Like, you know, just kind of being moving around the country and stuff like that. So, um. The, um, the 5K was in the mall in which is, which is Which is awesome. So, did <laughs> well, before you finish that story, did you spend money at the outlet after you ran? Probably. I think I did. I think that was... I was Nike ride or die then. Okay, so the Nike outlet probably was there. <laughs> so it's like... The Nike outlet was there, and I'm pretty sure I, I got some stuff at the Nike outlet. Mm-hmm. You had to. I mean, you there... You there already, and yeah. probably what you had three miles to think about what you needed to buy. Mm -hmm. You know, because like on this run, I could have used, you know, boom, exactly. boom, boom, and you go in and grab it. But you know what? That first race, like, they got me because the after party was lit. They mm. had a DJ, they had mm. free food. I was like, y'all got free food at these races? Yeah. Like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that was the first 5K back in um, 2012, and the rest is history. I think I did a half marathon. I don't remember what my first half was. It was either that Diva half marathon was it, or it was the Brooklyn half. Was it in 2012 as well? I mean, there did you? How no, long? it was in 13. It was 13. in. I think it was the next year. I'm about to turn 40. I can't remember nothing now. <laughs> You like every like you're like I don't know. Either no, I think it was the next year, either May or October, because mm -hmm. the Brooklyn half is in May, and the Diva is in October. So I ran one of those. I believe the following year was my first half marathon, and been running ever since. God, how so, long has it been? Eight years. Eight. Well, nine. Well, no, it's going on nine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you years. carry when you because you carry the one thing and then you. you <laughs> Let me get out my calculator. Right. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so so, I know. I mean, one the one thing that stood out was I, mean, I was talking to you know Lance and Joe from We Run Three Run Three yesterday, um, and it just I mean it's not it's not a black thing at all, but it's just so crazy that. Like how looking back, a mile was just so much, you know. Like it's really cool though. I mean, because it, it's, it, 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 and I think all runners, and I've interviewed some some you know professional athletes that it's we all can relate to the fact that when we started this whole thing, you know, one mile was crazy, you know, and it's it's just incredible like how much you can change if you just stay committed to that and Listen, two laps around the track was crazy i remember i used to be mad at my coach for making me run the 800s i was like this, this, i can't do this it's crazy yeah, like, now that's like 
not even a warm-up for us now. Right. Well, yeah, talk that talk. So, um, so what was your, do you remember the time of your first, of that, of that tanger? <laughs> it was something that you wouldn't be happy with at the moment? I have no idea, but I remember I was in those Nike Freeze, and my feet were killing me. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think Joe, I think Joe said he had on Nike Freeze. I mean, the, the funny part is, like, you know, looking back now, or when I look at, um, I think when I first started running just a few years ago, because I just started in 2018, like running. Um, I, when I when you when I'd go to the website, I just thought like, okay, running shoes, running shoes, like all these are to be run in, you know. And then now I think th you've actually started to see like websites break it down like in performance, like it'll have a night, they'll have a running section, but then in that like you can find your little niche where it's like these are actually like the running shoes we're talking about. I know, cause I have my little. I was like, I'm set. I got my Nike. Yeah, those freeze. are it. I mean, right, mm -mm. My feet were killing me. <laughs> I think my, I think my first shoe, the first shoes I was like running in was those, you know, those Adidas uh, Pharrell joints. Um, mm -hmm. You know, those are basically. Not running sneakers. <laughs> no, not at all. Those are styling sneakers. No, and like, don't try to change directions in them things because they like socks. It's not a good look at all. Um, so in. When did like the tra I mean, so you, 2012 was the when you started, you know, running for real and kind of doing the five, you know, doing the five Ks and all all that, and then quickly jumped up to a half marathon because most people like drag that out He's a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, let's start there. So, what what made you? Was it the was it the environment of the of Black Girls Run that kind of pushed you into doing something much larger, some much uh, longer, quicker? So there was a small group within my group. And they started training for a triathlon, and it was it was ten or less girls. And I I don't remember where I bu I bumped into them somewhere, and I was like, "What are y'all doing?" You know, and they're like, "We're training for this mini try." I'm like, "What's a mini try?" Yeah. And you know, they told me, and I'm like, "I swim well. I can ride a bike. Yeah. I can do this too." So the next year, I started training. Me and my who is a really good friend now, we met training for a triathlon and we're like such good friends now. Yeah. And we trained that following year for the same mini triathlon. And what it was is a, it was a 400 meter pool swim. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I don't know, like a thousand people going back and forth in a pool. Oh my God. Across the whole pool. And then this jumped is... out the pool, ran outside to the bike, oh. got on the bike, did a six mile bike around the park and then we did a two mile run so that was called like a mini try yeah so that was the first try that i did and I, that might have been 2014 mm -hmm. i think i'm terrible with dates i have to go to my athletes to see well what, i mean <laughs> i think I that what i mean what like how many races have you i mean you what are you like 100 and almost 200 races at this point i don't think i've done 200 probably over 100 I think. Yeah. You well, have to look me up. Well, I mean, I say, <laughs> check my stats on Athlinks, you know? I'm like. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you stop Like, I don't know how some of those people, they're like, I, this is my 55th half marathon. Oh, yeah, that's. I can't tell you how many halves I read, how many, but I don't, I don't keep track of those. I just, I run for the love of it. I'm not running for the numbers at this point. Yeah, I mean, I haven't run. I mean, the, the weird thing is like I've I've Ooh, done a me. right. Yeah, that's basically what she told. What you just told me. You basically told yeah, like twice, <laughs> twice. Google me. I'm like, fine, okay. We'll Google you later. You know, we'll figure it out. I'll come up. I'll provide all your stats later, so Malika, everybody can. Malika, Malika, yeah. Tell me when I ran my first when I did my first triathlon. I, I yeah, we need to know. We need to know that. Two thousand. 13, 14, I think. Yeah, yeah, like we're calling in, asking a friend, can we find out when this lady did her first try? Um, and so, so like, what, what about the tri, the triathlete? I mean, the triathlons? Did you love? I mean, because it's not like you didn't just do one. You know, you did. What are we looking at? Did you say eight? I got a few. Yeah. I got a few half, yeah. a couple half irons. Yep. See, see. So what? You what about what? what about that? Did you really like? Is a challenge. You know, running is a challenge too, but. You can just run. You mm -hmm. can just go outside and run. Yeah. Triathlon, you have to plan. You have to have a training schedule. You're training twice a day. So, yeah. like, I would bike in the morning inside in my house. Or I would swim in the morning. Then I would run at night. I would bike in the morning, mm -hmm. swim at night. So, it was always two-a-days. And it was just 
a challenge and 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 okay if y'all are watching and you can swim get into triathlon because you will get into the best shape of your life i would i I would imagine when i look back on those pictures i was like so slim and fit and when those facebook memories come up you're like no (laughs) i'm like who is that what happened like but it was just some of the best times of my life like I had a tri coach. Her name is Coach Jax. Mm-hmm. Hey, Coach Jax, if you're listening, and Coach Jax trained me. And I did a triathlon while I was pregnant, like six, seven months pregnant. And she trained me all through that pregnancy. And you know, she she treated me like any other athlete. She mm-hmm. didn't let up. I had a schedule like every other athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, we got together on the weekends. I rode my bike with my friend. We were together throughout that whole time. So triathlon takes a commitment and it's it's hard but it's worth it and it's 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 some of the best memories that out of all this running stuff that i'll never forget like i mean i i i commend you i mean because like i know like i really like running and i mean i can swim but like my thing is like i i know my personality i would be to do three things at one time would just be so much for me. Like, I know for sure I'd do it. I would do too much. Like, I would never be... I think I probably would lose my job. Like, I know for sure. I mean, because it's like... I'd be like, no, I gotta ride... I, I gotta do this. I have to do that. Like, how did you balance, like, those... Training for those three things and then also, like, do life as well? It was a hard... Listen, I would get up, like, 5 a.m. to work out. I would have to go to work. Well, I have to get the kids to school mm-hmm. by 8.30, be to work at 9, mm. work a whole day, come home, do homework, put the kids to bed, do my running. And at one point when, you know, my son was, he's 15 now. He was like little at that point. He was like four or five, something like that. Mm-hmm. I used to bring him to the track with me, you mm. know, all the girls. They knew him. He would be our security guard. He'd be out there with That's his fun. flashlight. <laughs> And I would bring him to the gym with me. Yeah. You know, one of my training buddies, Shari Diaz, she would bring her daughter to the gym and they became friends. And it, and then I would train after that as well. It, it's, it's, it's a commitment and it's hard. And I always say, I don't know how people train for full Ironmans because mm. like it's, it takes over your life. Yeah. It really does. And I commend anybody that can train for a full because I, I can't do it. I just I don't have the time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't have the patience. I can't. I mean, because I just feel like, because like with running, you have to do certain, you know, um, you have to commit a certain amount of time and certain amount of miles to be able to like get out there and not like kill yourself. You know, like you have to be able to, like, if you want to run a full marathon, I mean, you can you can run twenty miles a week if you want, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, if you can run thirty, forty, fifty in a week, you know, that it's just you stand a chance to just have a better time on that day. So I know like if I if I signed up for like a half Ironman or you know, seventy point three miles, I think that I would just go overboard because I'd be like, I just don't want to die that day, you know? Listen, when you pay that three hundred and fifty oh. Four fifty. No, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna do your training. <laughs> and you're oh. gonna make sure you fit in that race because. Yeah, I would be training for real. Oh, you said yeah. it's like three fifty. What? It's like three fifty or something for a half. It's three fifty if you sign up early. If you sign up on day one, it's three fifty, and then oh. go up from there. Oh dang! And I then probably. I was paying for a coach. Nope, I'd be good. Pay for Compu Trainer if you want. This was back in the day. People didn't have all the, you know, the electric bikes machines mm-hmm. and stuff in their house to train oh, right, so we right, went right. to CompuTrainer like yeah. it's expensive yeah I have, I have a friend uh, that run, he runs it we run 3 3 as well and he's training for the Austin no not Austin Tulsa I'm sorry the Tulsa uh, half, or half Ironman there um, and I think it's like uh, May sometime but he's always like every time you see him on Instagram he's on the bike and he has it all set up in his like living room he's got a bike right there he's got a treadmill right there and then he's swimming you know so um, and I mean I think I fit he looks like he has the balance going on pretty well like because it's all in his house so it makes kind of it makes sense other than the pool um, but still like I just look at it like you know I I really appreciate you know watching people do it but I just don't oh, think I could look me up. oh 133 races, races. <laughs> see you knew you knew that number before. You knew that yeah, number. 
And then, and then, I mean, and then if you want to flex a little bit more on your first episode of The Runway when you're introducing it, you said like a hundred something or whatever the number was you said, and you said, but that may not even be accurate all the way because, you know, then you named off some other races that aren't even on there. So yes, that 130, races, the athlete. we will never, we will never know what, what you, we'll never know how much work you've really put in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, really quickly too, I have to, I have to say sorry to you. So apparently I stole your name, Running While Black, because you did this before. And then I, I realized it and I was like, wow, that's funny. But I mean, but it makes so much sense though because it came right after, you know, Ahmaud Arbery this, this time last year. And, you know, driving, and driving while black obviously has always been a thing. And we just never really expected for running while black to be a thing. Um, I don't want want to we'll kind of come back to that because today's a special day in that in that regard but um one of the things that i personally want to ask you is what made you start the runway because yeah i'll I'll, I'll, I'll go there and then i'll tell you why i asked you know what i woke up one day and said i'm gonna do a podcast yeah (laughs) there was no rhyme or reason there was no plan i was just like i want to do a podcast i want to talk to new york city runners about running Mm. and that's what it was supposed to be and it started in i think february like the the ball got rolling Mm mm-hmm and I did like a first, it was supposed to be in-person interviews with mm. New York City runners yeah. about their run life. And I did those first four interviews in a New York City hotel. I had four runners come in, I interviewed four runners. And one of the runners dropped out because they had some legal issues and they couldn't do the show. So <laughs> I had three, you know, interviews up front and then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And I was like, I did my first three interviews and I'm like, what am I going to do next? <laughs> You're like, okay, <laughs> what are we doing now? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what's happening next? And I don't know when the um, Amar Arby happened, right? So I think Amar Arby was probably like the Running My Black was like the next few episodes because that happened like right after yeah. I dropped those first three episodes. So another podcaster actually, he said, do you want to collaborate on this topic? And, you know, I said, sure, let's mm-hmm. do it. And you know, I brought in a couple of other people that I knew that I thought would be have a good voice to lend to the topic. And mm. that running while black suit, that was probably one of my most listened to sets of episodes, actually. Yeah. And, you know, I see Les is on here. He appeared. In, yeah, I saw that. Um, yep. Yeah, Les was on that episode. And, you know, it was just great to collaborate with different black runners black creators and just to get different perspectives on the topic because i'm a black woman and my experience of running while black is going to be totally different from a black man Mm -hmm. so you know i feel relatively safe when i go out and run but you know i'm always looking over my shoulder Mm -hmm. you know and being cognizant of my surroundings but to hear other stories especially stories from black men like I didn't know. I knew, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, so that series really, it like really jump started the runway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just led me in a, a direction that was totally unexpected because I, I never would have. I mean, I followed your crew, We Run 313, but mm-hmm. I never would have connected them, connected with them like that mm-hmm. and other people as well if this pandemic hadn't hit. Yeah. Which is crazy because. You know, we follow each other on Instagram, and you get to know people just liking, and most people don't even read captions, let's yeah. keep it real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll write a long caption, and I'll say, did you get to the end of this? <laughs> right. Yeah, God bless you if you're still reading this. <laughs> but I'm guilty of that. Like, I'll just double tap and keep it moving. So, we really don't know people and know what's mm-hmm. going on with their lives. So... I like just talking to people and getting to know them. I, I don't even know how a lot of people sound, mm. right? Yeah. Because a lot of people don't talk on Instagram. That's so funny. Because like, right? like I've like, I've wanted to have like somebody on the show, and I've kind of like, well, let me just, 
let me see what they sound like. I mean, just because it's just like now I'm curious. Like, I mean, I'm still gonna ask you to be on the show, but like I'd love to know what maybe you sound like before that happens. And some people just like never talk, which is fine. Don't talk. But like it's just kind of weird. It's kind of di- it's different though. Yeah, and I agree though because you know that having a show like this or whatever, you. The point is to kind of maybe get the conversation going because there's not much actual conversation happening. It's a, there's a lot of like you know one way sharing and maybe people giving you some feedback like you said, but you have a lot of interaction though. Like it's not like you you know if you look through you look at your posts. I mean it's not like you're just saying all this stuff and nobody responds. So you know what what about your um, your content or your following um, that that kind of what about it makes it more you know like more of a community do you th- yeah what, what what do you think about that like how do you feel you've created this community you know i give a little bit of myself mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't give a lot like i don't post my family anymore i don't post my kids i used to back in the day but i just stopped that because you know people kind of get too involved but I just try to be myself. And when I post something, I try to ask a question in my posts. You know, if you mm-hmm. ask a question, people will respond if they're reading the questions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how, like, you get into, along with a good pit, you got to have a fire pit, right? Mm-hmm. You got to have a good yeah. pit. Yeah, the pit, so, I mean, that's number one. Like, that's number one. <laughs> yeah, start there. gets the people in, and then they read a little bit, and yeah. the question gets them engaged. So, yeah. you know, I feel like a, a lot of people... They don't, I mean, I've been, I don't post as much as I used to because sometimes you just need a break, you know, mm-hmm. you can't, it just gets tiring after a while, but yeah, it's just, I've been on Instagram a long time <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people have been following each other for a long time. Yeah. You know, when we used to travel, when I used to go to different states and I see people, like I'm, I'm pretty personable, I think. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if I see someone that I saw on Instagram and I see you in person, I'm going to say hello. Right, so right. So if you see me, don't try to turn and walk the other way because exactly. I'm going to say hello. Exactly. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'm from the Bronx. I'm from New York. I'm going to say hello if you see me in person. So I think that that's kind of, I'm semi-friendly. I'm, I'm you know, New York. New York bit. friendly? New York friendly, you know, okay. New York, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way that friendly. But I'm yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, when I meet people in person, I like, I say hello. Yeah. Like, if you see me on Instagram, and you like my pictures, and you comment on my pictures, and you see me in person, and you don't say nothing, I'm going to unfollow you. <laughs> oh, dang. All right, <laughs> like, well. Like, don't act like you don't know, no, we know each other, okay? No, no so, take it. <laughs> no if you take see it. me in person, say hello. Yeah. I'm relatively nice. So, so what about the, so now that you, because I know you said you, you took... The, um, a different direction, or the runway took a direction. Oh, she is, she is hey, not Terrell, friendly. You know I'm nice. So this is what this is what I was talking about. The tra- this is what I was I was talking about Terrell earlier. Uh, you know, he's the one that's training for the for Tulsa. Um, but yes, See, I met I met Terrell because we're in the Black Triathlete community. So there we go. He did say he did say like there's a really dope Black Triathlete community. Um, and are you or so you're not you're not running. You're not doing any triathlons right now. No, I don't even know if there's any triathlons happening right now. <laughs> well, we're, we're, well, don't tell Terrell that. We're we're hoping that Tulsa Do happens. You know, my episode I'm dropping tomorrow is all about a company that has it's getting on my last nerve that owes me money. Does it start? Does it start with an I? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, we'll make, make sure everybody who, if I know you're wondering what it is, because there's not. There's so many. It's Iron Man. Listen, well, it's Iron yeah. Man and rock and roll. Y'all already know. Yeah, I mean, so, you did a whole episode about it. I did a whole episode, it. and they done. They trying to keep my money some more, so I have to follow up. Is it? Is it? Is it because? Is because of like how they're rolling through? Like some races are trying to roll through the pandemic and just keep pushing back. Um, you know, like if it canceled, they're just saying, like, okay, well, next year, next year, next year. They're saying next year, next year, and but they're also canceling races permanently. Mm-hmm. And not giving any refunds. Okay. That's not... Which is like... Yeah, because, like, there's the Glass City in Toledo. Um, They canceled last year and went virtual and said, like, you know, you can run. We'll send you your medal. Um, We hope to have it in person next year. If you paid last year, you're still in, you know. Um, And I feel like that is cool. 
But then it's like the question is, what are they going to do if it cancels? You know, in April, like what? From a business standpoint, I mean, it's it. I mean, I don't. I'm, I don't really care. But I feel bad for them in the fact that they have to keep. You know. Hold, you know, pulling this and keep trying to push on, but they have to figure something else out for us as the customers. I feel bad for the people that keep registering for these races, and they they're so optimistic and they think they're going to happen, and they're just they're they're giving away their money at this point. Like I haven't registered for anything. No. I mean, like there's because there's some, there's some races that like I feel will happen. Like there's there's ones that you know like micro type marathons um, where it's 100 people 100 to 200 people and i feel like that's very reasonable i mean because like you know most of the you know public mandates like for outside you know events could let that happen like especially if you were to stagger it by 20 or 30 people in a wave and that could make sense because then you i mean the start time would be maybe an hour you know spread out between you know 200 people um but these bigger races that are like a thousand people or more there's no way you know, unless, you know, the states just say, sure, we're, we're open again. There's no way that, you know, a thousand people can go off in 20 to 30 people increments. <laughs> It'd be there all day long. Yeah, I don't even think I interviewed CJ. I don't, I don't know if you know him. If you CJ the runner. Last month. CJ, CJ the runner. runner. Yeah, yeah. And he did a marathon in Florida. I can't remember the name, but I think they had a thousand, under a thousand people. Just recently? Yeah, I think it was last month. Yeah, there there was one. There was one like a, a friend of mine ran the the other day. Um, I was like two weeks ago, and I think it was like they said it was like five hundred people or something like that. So I mean, Florida Florida's open though. Yeah, Florida's wide open. I, yeah, I already ran Florida, so I'm not going back there to run it again. But yeah, I'm not signing up for anything. Well, back to the back to the to the run wave. So what? What um what about that shit like the show so far has like surprised you, um in the growth of it or the reception or the things you've learned, you know what was like something that you didn't expect? I'm shocked people are listening. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not a podcast listener. <laughs> yeah. I didn't listen to like I would listen to a few here and there, but I was not like a diehard podcast listener. So I'm shocked when the numbers come in every every week and mm-hmm. people are actually tuning into the show. And you know, it's 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 some it's so new for me and you know fresh. So it's it's still fun for me to do mm-hmm. every week. But yeah, just getting listeners every week is is still surprising. And I I also get surprised when people ask me to be on the show. Mm. Well, I mean, no, like, I mean, we shouldn't, I mean, at this point, I mean, I don't think you should be surprised. I mean, because you've got, you've got some great guests, um, and the content is always good, and, I mean, it looks, I mean, you're putting in work, so why would people in the running community not want to be on the show? That is true, but it's just, when you do something new, you just don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it's it's been a nice surprise. I'm, I'm excited and to see where... I'm going to go with it for so, the rest of this year. And what's what's because what, some what's one of the things that like you've learned? Well, okay, what's your favorite episode? How about that? No offense to anybody watching. Let's okay. let's close your ears. My favorite episodes are when I can dig into people. Like I did an episode on the Atlanta Track Club. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like when organizations do wrong by their runners. That mm-hmm. really grinds my gears. So when I can bring light to that, mm-hmm. and I did this whole episode because Atlanta Track Club, they had this big race called the Peachtree Road Race in July. It was like 50,000 people running in 10K. And, you know, they put the lottery on last year when they knew that this race was not happening. <laughs> and we'll change it in front of your face. That is true. So they put this race on, they did a lottery, they knew the race wasn't happening, yeah. and a couple months later, they changed the date to um, Thanksgiving, and then the race was canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I did a whole expose on them, but then the marketing director contacted me and said, I heard your show, and I want to respond to your comments. So I had them on the show, you know, the next, the following week, and, you know, I gave, I didn't, I wasn't easy on them. I asked them all the questions that yeah. people wanted to know, and... You know, they answered the questions, which I was surprised about, but mm-hmm. they did. And, you know, I like when they, 
companies can take accountability yeah. for their actions and I didn't expect to hear from them yeah right <laughs> quite that was a shocker to me so yeah I think those type of exposition I don't I don't want to call people out I'm not Wendy Williams you know no yeah <laughs> I don't want to make people look bad my show is going to be about positivity, about uplifting runners, about showing runners stories. But there are things that go on in the run, running community that are not right. Mm -hmm. And we need to talk about it because if we don't talk about it, they're going to continue doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And we as runners keep giving them our money and our support. Yeah. And that's why they're never going to change. So if I can bring a little bit of awareness to some of these situations and help people say, hmm, I didn't think of it that way. Or, hmm, maybe I should give my money to a smaller, maybe black-owned right. racing company instead of a large corporation that doesn't give a F about me. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel that I did my small part. Man, and um, good for them uh, for Atlanta Track Club, uh, you know, actually being on the show too. Like, I mean, cause answering, you know, is one thing, you know, I would think, but for them to say like, hey, you know, we're, we'll get on the show and answer the questions. I mean, were you were you pleased, I guess, with or satisfied with some of the answers, you know, that they came up with? Because for me, if if I'm gonna if I'm if I'm Atlanta Track Club, and the only way I'm coming on the show. Or having someone represent us on the show is if maybe we didn't intend to screw people you know, screw people over. Um, th did you get that sense, or is it just? I don't think they intended to screw people over per se. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe they did a little bit. They knew what they were doing. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, right, I right. thought that they knew what they were doing. Other people thought they knew what they were doing as well. You know, mm -hmm. they knew. They knew we were in. At the beginning of the pandemic, everything was being canceled. Like, they knew what they were doing. But, you know, I was happy that they answered the question. They mm -hmm. didn't tiptoe around them. And I commend them for doing that. But, like, that, I used to run that race every year. Mm -hmm. And this year I knew it wasn't happening. So, I, you know, last year I never signed up. But, you know, that gives me pause to sign up for the race in the future. Mm -hmm. Because how you behave during this time is going to determine how I behave toward you going forward. Exactly. So, yeah, and I, I, I've spoken to members of Atlanta Track Club, and some of them are still not happy, you know, with what they've been doing. And I have to, I'm in New York, New York Road Runners. A lot of people aren't happy with them either, and I bring that to light as well. You know, I'm not, because I'm in New York, I don't give favoritism to New York Road Oh, runners. right, right, right. No, no one's paying me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not getting paid by anybody. So, yeah, I'm going to tell tell it like it is. If they're doing wrong, I'm going to point it out. So, so yes. Yeah. So you're the so basically you're the Wendy Williams of running and the vo no. and the and the, <laughs> and the voice but and the voice of the people. You have a company that has done you wrong. Send me the information. Oh, yeah, see? So you see. I'm going to bring it to life. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Just never. Just never wear the um, the New York um, the the Statue of Liberty outfit on camera. The day you do that, we know for sure that you're going down that Wendy Williams road. No, um, I'm never doing that and falling out on camera. Man, that was wild. Did you? I I could. I mean. I, I mean. It's not funny. But it's, it's not. But it was wild. It was really wild, and I laughed. But it wasn't funny though. Um, so. In, 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 you know, you mentioned when you talk, when you did the uh, the Running While Black series, and you you know you learned some things or some different perspectives. What was at the time? Because this is a, almost a year ago now. Mm -hmm. At that time, what was one of the things that you took away that you kind of feel and remember to this day? That was maybe new to you, even though you run while black. Um, I just remember Devon, Devon Cully. He's one of the founders of Black Runners Connection. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he was running, I think he said in Long Island City, which is Queens, but it's close to like Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was just telling me how he, it, when he runs at night, he wears bright colors mm -hmm. and he runs certain routes in certain places. And, you know, for me, that was just never my experience. I run where I want to run. I don't plan routes per se mm -hmm. you know I have my routes that I run but you know I just I 
and and especially I had another um fellow on the show and he told me that he ran with a piece. He was in Georgia. Yeah. And that's like crazy to me that he's running with but he said one time he was run off of the road while running in Georgia. Wow. And he was not too far from where Ahmad Aubrey is. And you know, he said ever since that point I run armed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in New York, we, you know, we can't we open carry or, you know, license right. to carry. And they can do that in Georgia. And that was just, like, eye-opening for me that we're doing something that we're doing for health and wellness to stay healthy. Yeah. But we have to go out with the fear that something may happen to us. Yeah. While doing something that's supposed to keep us safe and healthy. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I know, like, because... You know, as I, I, you'll see, um, you'll you'll see ladies a lot wear those like um, those ring things that are like kind of like a knife or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, obviously that you know, obviously there's all runners have like those moments where they have to feel maybe unsafe about the situation, or you know, they run at night, so you just want to feel, you know, secure or whatever. Um, but like, I guess when. I mean, obviously, I always had, th- you know, before I'm at Arbery, I always had those, you know, thoughts where you want to gesture or signal, you know, to people while running that you're, you know, that you're not a threat, you know, um, like, you know, you're wearing stuff that looks very run-like and bright, so it's like, hey, I'm not breaking in, I got a really bright orange jacket on, there's no, there's nothing here, like, and waving at people maybe when you wouldn't before, but you're just trying to make sure that, you know, hey, I am running through this neighborhood, but you know, I'm obviously here for this one reason, and I'm on my way, you know, um, and I always had those thoughts, but when, when we got the news about, you know, Mount Arbery, it was just so crazy to me that, I mean, and, and I could, not that I could see, like, that was right or, you know, right at all, you know, but you know, at night, would be, I, I guess, in my head to wrap my mind around it, it would just make more, make more sense to me, but, like, then broad daylight for something like that to happen, it just changed like the whole you know concept of like running to me it's like wow like you can't even just you know just run through a neighborhood without and now all those thoughts i was thinking and signaling and all that stuff and smiling and nodding my head and all that extra stuff that maybe i didn't feel like doing at mile 10 you know (laughs) i did it anyway and now i'm thinking like well maybe could that have happened to me if i wasn't you know, doing those things, you know, and that's a crazy thought, you know, and you know, like, I just like a year ago, the Amoto be murdered that like shook the running community, yeah, like I've never seen, like that brought us so close, especially the black running community, that brought us so close together, like I've never seen before, and you know, it wasn't only the black running community, it yeah. was. You know everybody it, it was just like a shift of and we were in the midst of the pandemic you know that got yeah shook we were shook that well, shook because that could have been that could have been my son my son is 14 years old he's almost 5 11 he's 5 10 and a half like that could have been him running mm-hmm. down the street my family lives in georgia he could have been running down the street in georgia that could have happened to him yeah. so that was like that shook us all to the core and I'll just, I'll never forget that time. And we, you know, today's his birthday. We're all running 2.23 today. I'm going to remind later on the treadmill. And, you know, I think that his memory is going to live on with us forever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a, a, a moment in time that none of us will ever forget. So it's tragic that a young black man lost his life in such a horrible way. But it's it's just amazing that we all came together and you know bonded over this tragedy and hopefully i mean we know it will probably happen again which is horrible but mm. hopefully it doesn't and yeah you know we can all learn something from this and continue to be together yeah and i feel like i feel like for the black community um and especially the black running community it, it just it validated like like i said like all those thoughts we've always kind of had and 
you know, and like the gentleman said, you know, maps his routes out and all that stuff. I'm sure he was doing that before as well. Um, but it kind of validated all those extra things that we, you know, feel like we have to do. Um, but then for the, you know, for the white running community that, that doesn't have to worry about that. You know, like, yeah, I mean, we all have to worry about dogs. We all, we all have to worry about the crazy people that want to bother people. I mean, we all have to worry about that. But to, to like, be pointed out or singled out because you don't belong in this neighborhood is the thing. You know, like, I, I mean, okay, so I live in an area where maybe... I don't necessarily belong. I mean, I, I know I belong, but, you know, like, it could be seen by someone that's a neighbor that doesn't know that I live here, like, oh, what is he doing here, you know? Um, so, like, that really was like, wait a minute, like, I, that could be in my own neighborhood that somebody just doesn't, I'm not familiar with, you know? Which is just, that was, like you said, it just shook us all, and um, to this day even, but then for the white community, it just made them kind of open up, like, wow, these are these are things that actually happen and not it couldn't it may not it wouldn't have been them you know and I think that that's really cool that they that other people and allies decided to say like this is what we're doing we're putting this on our Instagram page which seems like a small gesture but for some people it's huge you know because it's something you know it's 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 nice that they are aware mm-hmm. like sometimes I, I say how could you not know how could you not know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this, this is our life. This is what we live forever. How could you not know? And you know, some people were just so ignorant and didn't know, which is always it's, it baffles me. But it's the truth. They didn't know. So yeah, when even today, you can see. You know, I follow a lot of white runners on Instagram, and they're all posting two point two three. Yeah. You know, so they're aware now. When you know better, you do better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now that you know, you can tell your friends about it and, you know, just make everyone that, you know, more aware of the situation and situations that continue to happen today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then, like you said, just just using the using their voices or their Instagrams or their social media accounts to just like say I stand for this because. You know, it's one thing for, you know, people or allies to say things within their, you know, it's needed. They need to, everyone needs to talk about these things behind closed doors, you know, because those, those are the most important conversations to be had, the ones behind closed doors when black people can't hear you or see you, you know, you need to have those. But then at the same time, you know, saying out loud, you know, in front of the world, so to speak, in front of your friend group on Facebook and Instagram that, that I stand for this, this isn't right, even though it's a year ago, it's old now or whatever. Um, we, I still, I still stand with the black community in this effort and in this, this cause and in, in this message. So hats off to like all the people that are doing that. And, um, and then especially all the run clubs that are really pushing it and continuing it. Um, cause you know, we went through and three did something. I know that, you know, you them black girls run, obviously did something black men run as well. So I think it's really cool that, you know, that people are still pushing this message. And so you're, are you doing, you said you're doing yours after? After the after the show, you know what I, <laughs> I have to edit a right wave episode. That's what it goes tomorrow. But I'm gonna run. I'm gonna go on treadmill yeah. and do these two point two three miles. Yeah. Oh, I'm good, good, good. And so, it, really quick. So, when you um, as you're moving through these series, and now are you still on the run on uh, the run crew series, or is, are you? Um, the run crew series was very popular mm-hmm. actually. So I'm going to bring it back. Yeah. Um, Next month is Women's History Month, so I'm going to have all women on the show for next month. Mm-hmm. And then I think the month after, I'll bring the Run Crew series back and highlight some other foreign crews. Because it's crazy how many people didn't know about a lot of those crews that were featured on the show. Mm-hmm. And it's dope how now, when I scroll through, and you know how they see the Instagram names who like the picture? Yeah. A lot of people are liking pictures that were not familiar with those trips before. So I like how, you know, I kind of connected people yeah. that, you know, didn't know that these crews existed. And when we can travel again, hopefully, you know, when, when people visit these states, they can connect with these crews. So I think I did my little part by yeah. spreading the word and bringing people together. 
I mean, yeah, because there's, there's definitely some really great, you know, uh, run crews out here that are, you know, are doing great things in their, in their local areas. Um, and it just connecting them and, and making them aware of each other. Uh, or making people aware so that, you know, like if they're, you know, because there's the, a, a girl was um, from D.C. And I think she runs in a run, run crew in D.C., but she knows people in Detroit, so she ended up running with us here. Um, and things like that, the more that those happen, it just creates those, like, nationwide links somehow. And now, you know, with social media and with, you know, hopefully, like you said, we get to travel again. Um, one thing the pandemic did was oddly bring us, like, closer through social media. Um, mm -hmm. And then with shows like yours that are highlighting the crews, you know, like, and that's huge because I didn't know about Riot before, you know, and now I'm, see, and I have, Al I have Allison on the show. Uh, on Friday, so it's really cool that like you know that these things are happening and we're and we're kind of spreading these voices because the more connected we are, the, you know, the more powerful we're going to be, you know, going forward. So and I, you know what, I knew Allison. We've been following each other forever, mm -hmm. but I didn't know Rob, who was the founder of Riot. I didn't had no idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so I contacted her to do the show. So yeah, it's just. I mean, because it's like it's because like you I mean you hear like the big you hear like the big run crews obviously like the ones that are just like you know stratospheric at this point I mean you hear like black roses and stuff like that but you know there's so many there's so many run clubs that are newer um, that are that have just really embraced the you know the community has embraced them they've embraced the community and are doing great things and the more publicity we get them the more it'll just help our cause, you know, going forward. Um, and what's, what, what's one thing, like, you know, right now from your platform, from Runway, what's one thing that you'd love to, to share or tell the running, the black running community um, just from your heart or, what, you know, with some advice or some suggestions of how we can continue to move forward mm -hmm. in a positive way? You know, just keep running. And when we... When we are able to, I know a lot of crews are running together, but a lot of crews, are, my run club is not running mm -hmm. together. Yeah. You know, I haven't run with a crew since March of last year. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't been on any group runs. But, you know, when you join the, these run crews and clubs, don't just go and be quiet. You know, talk to people interact with people mm -hmm. get to know people and you know i've made lifelong friends through running yeah which i've never thought would happen mm -hmm. you know i have my 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 core running crew my run booze is what i call them <laughs> we just talk every single day yeah you know i have my best friends from high school we talk every day too but it's just different right you know right. It's, running is it's just a powerful tool that like no, no one understands the life of a runner other than another runner yeah that's <laughs> you know, 100 regular people don't get why we get up at 5 a.m to go run in the dark yeah they don't get why we pay to run races when we can run for free exactly but other runners will understand that and they they just they we get each other mm -hmm. so i just just connect with your community like when i like i'm a member of adidas runners and it's a large crew mm -hmm. it's a very large crew but you know i've made lifelong friends from that crew as well mm -hmm. you know people that i like i always say if you don't have my phone number we're not friends <laughs> <laughs> you don't have my phone number us be friends right 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 if you got my phone up in a group chat, we got friends. You gotta right. get it from me. <laughs> right, right. But my friends, I call them my friends. Like we hunt, we hang out outside of running. Yeah. That's a friend to me. Yeah. You know, you can call me and we can just we can we can sit outside and we can just chill. Mm -hmm. You know, that's my idea of friendship. And you know, it's just with this social age, we're always in our phones. But just just Build those relationships and build those friendships and just, you know, try to keep them. That's like the one of the best things that I have gotten from running is just meeting new people and just exploring. Like running has taken me all over the world. Yeah. Like I would have never gone to Berlin. Ever. So like I ran the Berlin Marathon, which is crazy. It's still crazy to me. I've never stepped foot in would have never stepped foot in Germany in my life. I went to Greece and ran with runners in Greece. Wow. Like, I posted on their pages and I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all want to run with me? I'm coming. Yeah. 
and they they hooked me up and took me on a tour of Greece. Like it's it's just crazy. Runners, we we're worldwide. Yeah. Yes, run the soul. I have a company called Run the Soul. We do vacations. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, pl- hey, hey, talk about that plug real quick. Let's t- tell me more about that. You know, we haven't done anything because it's the pandemic. But the last trip we did was in Ibiza. Mm-hmm. That was in. Um, 2019 mm-hmm. april 2019 so we ran the abiza marathon they had a marathon in a 12k we've been to barbados wow. we've been to cabo we did jamaica one year like we're we're worldwide so, so, um, so i mean like so how many people i mean are you getting how many people are going on a trip like that we have like 50 people that go on the trip with us mm-hmm. so we it's a smaller group which is great because we know everybody yeah you know, I can give everyone in that group my phone number, and y'all can call me with anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I've met people on those trips that I'm still friends with today. Yeah. And we've, a lot of people, like, they travel with us, and they never left the country until they travel with Oh, wow, us. wow, yeah. That's pretty dope, though. And then to run, to run when you get there. Yeah, and... A lot of these people, they would have never gone to Spain. Who, yeah. who would have gone to Spain to run? Right, right. That's the thing. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's it's been, running has been an amazing, I've ne- I would have never thought in 2012 when I started this thing that I would have just taken this thing all over the world. And mm-hmm. and seeing the whole United States as well. I'm trying to run a, um, a half in all of the 50 states. What do you want so right now? Don't ask me what number I'm up to. Oh, come on, man. Like, how do you not, how do you not know? How you gotta no know. Idea. You gotta know. Maybe twenty or something. I have no okay. idea. Someone have to look on Athlink. I don't know. I don't oh, know. So, wait. Google me again. I don't know. Google her again. <laughs> Um, so like, and the cool thing about those trips, I would think, is because like, I mean, you hear like people go on trips, and then everybody has their own agenda, and it's like, but then if you're going with, on a trip with 50 people, and everybody knows that you guys are going to run, I mean, I feel like you know it's easier to connect and stay on as one group because everybody's there for the same you know reasons, you know. But look, it's called a runcation, right? Yeah, yeah. So run is only the first three parts. Vacation is the, the good part, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going on excursions together. We're going on boats. We're, you know, doing hiking trips. We're doing, like, all. Well, it's not only to run. Like, that's the, that's why we, the purpose of the trip, yeah, but yeah, we're going to have fun. Yeah, we That's need we need you after after the pandemic is all over and all that. We need you to blow that whole thing up. So we listen. I have big plans for 2020. Like, well, let's just jump right lit. back in there. 2022, run the soul. You know, it's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. Might be 2023. Wait, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was trying to be after. <laughs> I was trying to be optimistic and all that stuff. Uh, speaking of speaking of optimistic, Boston Marathon is it happening or what do you think? <laughs> Didn't they push the date? Well, yeah, to um, October like 11th. Listen, every world major cannot go down in October. It's That's like, what they're trying to like do. I'm signed up for London for October. Like, it, yeah. I, what, it, I don't know what these race directors are thinking. Like, they just need to call it quits and let's start over next year because it's just some people. That, I know a guy. He signed up for London. He signed up for Tokyo, and I think in New York City. They're all and they're the same. All like a week apart. <laughs> yeah, so it's like if I can't travel, I'm gonna go here. If I can travel, less with the dates. See, the twenty. Wait, all wait, a week is less less. This are, is crazy. Less are, is he signed up? Is less saying he signed up for all these or just or he just knows the dates? No, he's giving us the dates. Okay, if he signed and up for all these. You know what? I was signing for New York City, but I opted for the refund because I, I knew it wasn't happening last year. Now from now from a fan standpoint though. If they if these are all elite races, I'll have a that'll be a great month for ra- for racing. Oh yeah, that'll be a, a dope month for racing. Yeah, by, but by not the, for us. Yeah. Like we we, we want to run too, but I feel bad for the people that sign up for all these majors and just it, one of them's gonna happen. No, not really though. I don't think so. Um, I'm just waiting for them to say London is canceled, so you can move me to April, because I don't really want to do it in October anyway. I mean, this whole traveling thing, like, because, you know, like, just going over there, I mean, if it's still 
you know, if we don't have the, the vaccine isn't, you know, right where it needs to be and the numbers are down and all that stuff, if you if you can get over there, I mean, you'd have to quarantine for like 10 days or, or 14 days, something like that. Weeks. It's crazy. Like, who who can afford to stay in London for two weeks? Like, in a, in a, stay in in a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, not even just stay. Like, and you're not, it's like you can go around and have some fun while you're waiting the 10 days. You got to sit in the room. Oh, Malika, I might have to come to that club council meeting, too. Oh, no. All right. Hey, can you, you know, like, New York Roadrunners, if you have a club, you need to go have meetings, like, every couple of months to tell you the happenings. Are you allowed to go live when you're in the the New York Well, they're all virtual now. They used to be in person. Oh, okay, okay. You know, at their hub. But, oh, so Malika had Tokyo because Japan is not doing well right now. Oh. oh, boy. That doesn't sound very good. But... Yeah, so, I mean, but I, I just wanted to, you know, thank you for, you know, for, number one, for being on the show. And then number two, though, for for, the, for doing the run wave and doing it the way you are. I mean, because you're definitely putting a spotlight on some really dope people, uh, some really dope clubs. And, you know, I just, I respect it in all type of ways. And I thank you just for, number one, answering my DM, saying yes, that you would do it. Um, because you didn't have to for sure, but I, I needed to have you on the show this week, and I am so glad that I did so. And so, if there's anything that I can do for you, please let me know. I want to thank you for having me on because I, I like to get answered, you know, ask the questions and answer them. It's right. like turning the tables on me. So, yeah, this was fun. Well, good, good. <laughs> well, good, good. And then, so what's what's next for the runway, though? Like, because I mean, obviously, you're still pushing with episodes, but what's uh, what's one of the big things that you want to change going forward, or something that you want to add? Well, not change, but I am dropping merch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I've been wearing the tees for months, mm -hmm. but I finally got you know my hoodies lined up, and the merch is coming in the next couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, let's say my production is top notch. Thank you. I work very hard on production. You know, no, it's, it's, and it show, I mean, it shows though. I mean, that's like you, you got, you have a good thing going and, you know, and drop that merch and let us, let us all know. We'll all repost and cop something, all that good stuff, because it, it's a, it's, you got a whole thing going and, and, and I like it. It's good. Yeah, it's going to be, the merch is going to be tough. I, I also have another podcast called Late Twins Experience. It's not about running. What's, the, what's, what's, what's this one about? culture, current events. We curse up the storm. We do all that good stuff. <laughs> all right, well, so, like, you know, do the plug right now. Like, where where all can we find you in all different? Late, L-E, Twins Experience. Mm -hmm. That's the website, latetwinsexperience.com. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm professional. I got the website going. We're on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter. All of that. So yeah. it's me and my girl, Donetta. Her at is D-Y-E-T-T-A. Go follow her. She's like blowing up. Oprah reposted her. So. Oh, wow. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, see, grab a drink before two to two today because we, we get raunchy. Oh, on that oh it's like that's that. Like, okay. Yeah, that's like the real world. You so. said get, get your popcorn ready, right? Yeah, get your popcorn and come come holler at your girls. We have fun on that show. Good, good. Well, I'll, I'll definitely check that out, and thanks so much for being on the show. And like I said, if there's anything that you that we, I can do for you to help whatever you've got going on, uh, I'm here for sure. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much. And guys, we're gonna do. We have two more episodes this week. Tomorrow we have. Um, all of a sudden, now I'm drawing a blank, which is which is crazy. <laughs> Um, because oh, we have Rio Rio Lake Shore on tomorrow. He's with Tracksmith, and then on Friday we have Allison. Um, Alley oops. Alley oops. Yes, and she seems like hilarious too. Like she, I, as soon as she started following me, she started like commenting. I'm like, this lady is crazy. So Allison I'm loving is it. So dope. She's cool, super cool. You'll you'll like chatting with her. But yeah, please everybody, please tune in to the next couple episodes. And thanks so much for being on the show. And if you guys have any comments or anything like that that you want to holler at her, please follow her. All that good stuff. Make sure you check out the other podcast, the one that seems a little bit, a little more, a little more wild. So if you uh, on a Friday pop, do some popcorn and pull up a drink. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> but you know, thanks so much. And everybody out there, please make sure that you run, eat, sleep, repeat, and have a good one. Thank Bye. you. 
See, I told you Kim is a dope person. Had a really great time with her. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to get her back on the show. Maybe one day I'll even be able to get on her show and maybe, you know, mess up her episode or something like that because she did a great job for me. Why not return it by jumping on her show and like sabotaging the whole thing? But anyway, really enjoyed the conversation with her. It was great. Um, make sure you subscribe to her podcast. That's the Run Wave podcast. The Run Wave. Like when you're running by someone, you wave. Uh, the Run Wave podcast. Do that. Uh, follow her there subscribe to her episodes but then also subscribe to the run eat sleep show and then jump over to instagram and follow us on uh at chip time running uh, that way you can get the vi- the audio when you're working out and running but then you can also jump over and get the visual if you want any moments of laughter seeing my ridiculous face and then some of my guests are doing pretty cool things as well um in motion so hey it's up to you pick your poison hopefully enjoyed the episode love you guys run eat sleep and repeat